0: It's cool to see Philip Rivers finally doing what you're doing. Yeah, uh, he takes <laughs> after me, actually. Nebraska lost horribly this last week, so you know football's back. Like at the end of the day, football is a
1: game. Like it is still meant to be fun. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another e- episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. Coming to you, recorded from Montana. I'm your co-host Justin Wright, joined today, as per usual, by co-host Jared Miller. How are you doing today, Jared? You know what, Justin? I'm doing great. I'm doing great because I
0: took your advice from last week's episode. Started watching old Ted Lasso, man. Finally. Oh, you don't need me to tell you this, but it's good. I'm five episodes in and I am loving it.
1: It it is one of the best TV shows of all time. It's it's one of my favorites. Um, I highly recommend it.
0: Highly That's, recommend it. So,
1: watching it, uh,
0: they uh, the Premier League, and they were talking about the relegation system a little bit. Mm-hmm. And f- you know, for listeners who don't don't know what that is, what the Premier League actually does is the team that finishes uh, last gets relegated down a league for the next season, and then a different team who finished best in the league below gets relegated back up. So, I was thinking while well, watching the show last night, what would it look like? in america if we did that in sports
1: (laughs) i think it'd be i think it'd be awesome it adds a lot more risk to it so like you can't just tank for a good player necessarily
0: right um there's punishments for being the worst yeah it'd be wild it'd be wild because uh the, the jacksonville jaguars would not be in the nfl right now
1: true um as they probably shouldn't be because they play like a uh, team that is a lower level of competition.
0: But what would you would you relegate them down to college? Because like that doesn't seem fair either. Like they no, know you, the you'd have
1: to have uh similar to like an AAF or an XFL.
0: Oh, there we go. I like it. Something Get the like XFL that. involved, man. Get the XFL in here and let's start uh let's start relegating, delegating and getting
1: teams all over the place. I want it. I think it'd be really good. Then you could have, you know, expanded teams, you know, that a lot of cities and places want NFL teams. They have that chance, you know? So say, you know, you get someplace like, um, Oh, why can I not think of that town? They had the, uh, AF team, like the, the battleships or something like that. Uh, uh,
0: uh, well, I mean, there was the Birmingham iron. Is that what you're thinking? Maybe, maybe
1: that's it, but, you know these cities that are really big that don't have an NFL team that really want that football market St. Louis um, St. Louis for example yeah uh, they, they could look- have an XFL team that starts there that has the potential to become an NFL team Oakland now yeah suddenly I mean these and, teams that lost teams yeah and and you know there there is the potential that they would become those NFL teams like I said And also, like, the XFL and the AAF, I feel like, you know, you're going to have a grittier football experience. You know, the the NFL is where you go to watch, like, you know, the best of the best. But, you know, the XFL are these guys that are trying to claw their way into the NFL in this case. So you're going to see gritty football. You're going to see guys lay it out a lot more, I think.
0: I mean, it wouldn't – you couldn't really call it the CFL anymore, but what if we, like, sent teams to Canada? You know, I, I think
1: that w- this, that would tarnish the CFL
0: true. Fair enough. Having the Jags in there would tarnish it. <laughs> uh, Yeah. It's just a wild thought I had, and it would be so fun to see Um, in an American sports. I don't think we'll ever see anything like that, but it's fun to think about. It's fun to speculate about.
1: I, I do think that you're probably right. I would really, I've been a proponent of it for a while. I think it would be good. And then, you know, it also help out these smaller leagues that have then a direct tie to the NFL. Exactly. Like imagine if the MLB
0: did that with their farm systems, right? Yeah. Like uh, all of the sudden the Everett Aqua Sox are now an MLB team. And the, I guess this year it would have been the Diamondbacks or the Orioles get uh, delegated down a league and they become a farm team. That'd be so insane. Oh yeah, that'd I'd, be that'd be crazy. I'd love it. I'd love it. Uh, but speaking of the MLB, uh, Justin and I figured we better talk a little baseball now that the playoffs are starting. Uh, they're actually starting Tuesday night, the night we're recording. As I'm watching, or as I'm recording, sir, I'm watching the Red Sox Yankees wild card game. Um, we kind of talked about it before we went on the air tonight. Uh, it's kind of too bad both these teams can't lose this game, but I will say I am a huge fan of the single game elimination wildcard game uh, that the MLB implemented in about 10 years ago. Now uh, we didn't get it last year because of the COVID season. They just, they did playoffs a little differently. They started it with a three game series back to the normal format now though, where uh, these two teams, one of their seasons ends tonight in this round. And I think it's so cool. It's made the end of the se- regular season, so much more exciting for the teams fighting to get in. You and I know that really well right now. Our Mariners held on until the last day.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's really unfortunate. You know, we won ninety games this year, which Bravo. shout out to the Mariners. They Bravo. they played a heck of a season. I I, I, I
0: mean, I mean, you can go back and listen to our MLB preview episode from earlier this summer. And you and I both did not have super high hopes for the M's this year. Uh, I did not expect a 90 win season. In fact, it's only the fifth time ever in Mariners history. They've won 90 games in a single season. So I am uh, sad. We missed the playoffs, but very optimistic for the future. If this is the, the team we're going to field in the years to come.
1: Yeah. It felt really nice. The, the team just felt scrappy. they, It wasn't always pretty, but they kept finding ways to win down the stretch. So it's crazy. If you look
0: at the uh, final standings, regular season standings there for the American league and the teams that were right there in that wild card race, the Mariners obviously just missing out on it. But if you look at the run differential of these teams that got in and then the Mariners, I can't remember the, the last I saw, it was like, The Red Sox and Yankees were like plus 80-something, plus 70-something. The Blue Jays right there with us, plus 60, 70-something. The Mariners, minus 42. Unbelievable. Like, we had a negative run differential this year, and we were right there with some of these playoff teams. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they made the joke all season long. It's not the run differential in Seattle. It's the fun differential. And the boys were having fun this year and it came up just short. Yeah. But it was a heck of a season regardless by the Mariners finished second place in the AL West better than I thought they do better than you thought they do. Brings me to the question now though, once again, because the Mariners aren't in the playoffs, who are you rooting for in the MLB Tampa Bay, baby, Tampa Bay, you got to stick with the boys down there in the Bay area, the Tampa Bay area. And that's a good team to root for, man. The Rays are a hundred win team this year. They're a number one seed in the American league playoffs. So this wild card game between the Yankees and Red Sox, by the time our episode drops, obviously we'll know the winner, uh, whoever the winner is, is going to get the raise. And that's going to be a division matchup.
1: Yeah, that should be, that should be fun. I, I like the raise. Um, obviously because of the Tampa connection. Um, and it feels good to root for the same, the teams that are in the same city as your other teams. For sure. I know it. Uh, And the Rays too, you got to think,
0: you know, this is a team that got to the world series last year and came up short against the Dodgers made some questionable management decisions during some of those games. Uh, But this is a hungry team. They want to prove that last year was no fluke. I think the Rays are going to be as tough as anybody to eliminate from these playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they represent the American league in the world series this year.
1: Yeah. Um, and before we move off of baseball, I think we all have disappointments over the season. What was your biggest disappointment in the, in MLB this year so far? You know, there might be something that comes in playoffs, but you know, regular season, uh, the San Diego Padres. Thank you, sir. Cause same here. What, a what a bunch of wasted potential.
0: Yeah. And, uh, they've let go of their manager. You know, and I can't blame them because I talked about this before. All that money they threw at Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado, I said it then. When you pay that kind of money, you only put pressure on your organization to produce immediately, and that's one year of this thirteen-year, multi-hundred millions of dollar deal that they gave Tatis. It's wasted. Not even a trip to the playoffs. Unacceptable. Can't happen. And uh, again, going back to that episode we f- recorded earlier this spring about where we thought teams were going to end up this year in baseball, you and I were both really high on the Padres, really excited to watch, and really uh, excited to see them and the Dodgers duking it out all season to get to the playoffs, maybe meet in the playoffs. Well, here we are uh, with the Dodgers in the playoffs in the wild card game on the NL side of things, San Diego's out of the playoffs, and then. The San Francisco Giants came out of nowhere, got the best record in baseball, and won that division.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that's, wild. It's crazy how things change. So, uh, so who would you like to see
0: Tampa Bay play in the World Series from the National League? Then, since the Padres
1: sadly are not in it, um, that's a great question. I, I don't know honestly. I,
0: I don't know. So I. You know, the National League field this year, I really don't have a problem with anybody in it. The Braves are in it again, always seem to be. Brewers won the NL Central. They had a 95-win season. Really good year. Really like Christian Yellick over there. Uh, I really like the St. Louis Cardinals, man. Yeah. Uh, these, these guys won 17 straight games to clinch their wild card spot. Uh, that's unbelievable to win almost 20 games in a row, especially toward the end of a season where everyone's fighting so hard. And they're going to play the Dodgers in the wild card game in LA. And I know the Dodgers won 106 games this year. They're probably going to be favorites in that game on Wednesday night. Uh, But you don't want to play a team like the Cardinals at all. That hot coming in with a streak like that. I mean, it's no different than in football in the playoffs or any, any playoffs in sports. It's about getting hot at the right time. And you don't want to play those teams that are, uh, Hot at the right time, and that's exactly True. what the Cardinals are right now. So, I, I'm kind of pulling for them. I always have enjoyed the Cardinals, a uh, perennial team that makes the playoffs for sure. Um, and the Dodgers just announcing an injury to uh Clayton Kershaw, not going to be mm-hmm. good for their hopes of a postseason run. It is kind of cool to see the Giants do as well as they did this year when. At least I didn't expect it. But as far as the National League goes, I really don't have a single team I'm rooting for. I know you're rooting for the Rays out of the American League. I'm going to tell you who I'm rooting for, uh, the Chicago White Sox.
1: I can respect that. I, um, I I think I mentioned it before, but when I was in middle school, I was a big White Sox fan. Yeah, man, uh, you, you have told me that before,
0: and I I love, this team is fun to watch. They won over 90 games this year. They won the AL Central for the first time since 2008. They have not won the division since 08, which is uh, insane to me because it seems like a different <coughs> pardon me team is winning that division every year, but they haven't won it since then. They're in it now. They won it. Uh, they are playing the dreaded, hated Houston Astros in the ALDS best-of-five series, uh, which is funny enough, a rematch of a World Series, believe it or mm. not. Uh, when the Astros were in the National League, they played the White Sox in the 2005 World Series. The White Sox swept them. That was Chicago's third-ever franchise World Series title. Obviously, we don't like the Astros for a lot of reasons, not just because of all the cheating things, uh, but they are in the Mariners' division. They, they took that division title away from us this year. Only finished mm-hmm. five wins better than Seattle. So we're, we're catching them. We're getting closer. But I really like the White Sox. Tim Anderson is super fun to watch. Uh, this White Sox team, I've enjoyed watching them. They're probably going to be who I uh, who I hitch my giddy up to in this playoffs.
1: That's fair. And it's one of those things too. Talking about the uh, Houston cheating scandal from a couple of years ago, they continue to play really well after that, even which you know shows that they are a skilled team and begs the question why they felt the need to cheat.
0: Yep. We have talked about that before, too. It just continues to make you wonder, like, why? Like, you obviously didn't need to do it. And, and now Houston is – and that's the thing, too. They've started to lose some of the players from that team, whether, you know, contracts or what have you. Like, George Springer, he's now with the Blue Jays. And they're still, you know, a 95-win team that won the division and in the playoffs. And it's like you had the talent, you you know, without all of that i don't know we don't want to beat that horse anymore but
1: yeah no it's pretty dead already
0: yeah and then uh you know i guess yeah someone's got to win this yankees red Sox wild card game as we speak the red Sox are up two nothing in fact right before we started recording xander bogarts just hit a monster home run over the monster in fenway park to put him up two nothing place went crazy Always happy to see the Yankees lose, but I don't like the Red Sox a whole lot more. <laughs> so I'll be honest with you there. Uh, whoever whoever wins this gets to play the Tampa Bay Rays, and I think the Rays are probably going to handle whoever it is. But you never know with those division those division meetings in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, they can surprise you from time to time.
0: For sure, for sure. And then uh that's kind of, I mean, do you have a prediction, a World Series prediction? We know who you want to be in it. Uh, <laughs> who do you think Who you think's going to be in it? I kind of tend to agree with you, actually. I think Tampa Bay is going to go from the American League, and I think they're going to end up playing the San Francisco Giants. I can't pick against the team that finished with baseball's best win record, but uh, I want to know who you think is going to
1: be in it. I I tend to agree, honestly.
0: Okay, so a Giants Rays World Series that'd be fun, that'd be really fun. I, I, it would be a matchup that you know, had you asked me even back in July, I would have been like, uh, as bold, <laughs> but here we are, the two uh number one seeds. I wouldn't be surprised. You think if uh, the, the Giants do go to the World Series, our buddy Daniel, who we've had on the show before, now lives down there in San Francisco. He's already been to many Giants games this year, he sent us the pictures. Uh, the world series tickets are probably gonna be a little pricey. I doubt he ends up at one of those, but what if he did?
1: (laughs) That'd be that'd be crazy. I'd be super cool if
0: he went. That'd be awesome. Uh, so Daniel, if you're listening to this, uh, let Justin and I live vicariously through you through this Giants playoff run and go to some games and take some pictures for us. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, that's uh, the baseball playoffs. They're here, one of my favorite times of year. Uh, love them to death, uh, and f- baseball is not the only thing we have to talk about. Though it was originally going to be the plan that we only talked about baseball this episode. Uh, Try to shift away from football a little bit, just because we've been so football heavy the last month or so. But uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer has forced us, forced our hand here to talk about football. I'm going to let you start this one off.
1: Boy, howdy. Um. So after the Jacksonville Jaguars loss, uh, this past Sunday, Thursday night, or Thursday night? Excuse me. Sorry. 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 Yeah. Um, Thursday, Urban Meyer. Um,
0: (laughs) how do we put this delicately? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, I want to make sure I get exactly what he he said because he had a reason why he didn't go. He he didn't fly with the team. He stayed um in in cincinnati um yeah and he went to a bar that he owns oh he
0: owns the i didn't know that yeah
1: it was uh what was it called let me pull up the correct tab um oh okay here we go so on uh he said that he and his family members went to his restaurant urban meyers pint house And that people were asking to take pictures with him. This is part of his apology. But um, part of that is his wife commented on a picture of him with some people on Instagram or something before the whole thing blew. Saying, oh, I decided to stay home with the grandchildren and babysit. Um, So first off, left his wife at home. Stage is set. Um, Goes to the bar. And the first video that leaks is him sitting back to the bar. Um, and this this young woman come up and start like kind of dancing on him. Okay, yeah, yep. you know uh, married man doesn't do anything to like shoot it off. Okay, you know, kind of scummy, but okay. Um, the next video that comes out is believed to be the same woman. And Urban Myers is running his hand up his leg and grabbing, and kind of groping her rear end. Um, this was after Urban Meyer made his first apology, saying that he should have left uh, when people wanted to start taking pictures with him and trying to get him to dance with him. Um. Yeah, it's getting yikes. <laughs> so, um, the Jaguars owner, um. Shad Khan has said that Urban Meyer needs to regain trust and confidence with the team. I mean, at this point, I think you let him go. It's over. It, it, it should be over. Uh, you have issues with you, you've we've seen issues with his coaching. We've seen issues with his off the field antics. At this point, if this was a if this was a player and it was a question about his. His playing and his off the field dealings, he'd be gone. With most teams, yeah, he would be. I I think Urban Meyer should be gone at this point. I think the experiment has failed, and this is, I think this should be the straw that breaks the camel's back. I hate this. This is something that goes beyond just saying, like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Well, you're feeling up a woman.
0: Yeah, okay. And, and the ethics of that aside, which uh, obviously I do not agree with, um, this is just a distraction. This is a distraction for the team, for the organization, for a team that's 0-4 now and struggling to find any sort of footing at all, which I don't think they're going to find this season, um, period. But this is not what the Jacksonville Jaguars need right now. Uh, they need a leader. And I said this back in the offseason when they first hired urban Meyer, I said, I was not a fan of the hire for a multitude of reasons, but that, that something like this could happen was one of them, because let's not forget this guy had a big scandal go down when he was the head coach at Ohio state. And they had a lot of, you know, domestic abuse stuff that apparently got swept under the rug, not from him, but from members of his coaching staff. And, uh, you know, I haven't been a fan of the guy since then. I was not a fan of the hire. I said this back in the summer um, and not by you, but I know some people kind of thought I was silly for saying that urban minor wouldn't work out here in Jacksonville. And I hate to say, I told you so to those people, but here we are not even barely into October and there's already nefarious goings on, uh, with Urban Meyer and, the, and it, it falls back on the Jaguars now too. And yeah, their owner came out in the statement that was released earlier this week that said he needs to earn back the trust and confidence of the of the team and the organization. And uh, I'm with you, man. I think they just need to cut all ties here and start fresh because it, this is not what Trevor Lawrence needs either at the beginning of a very hopeful uh, successful career. This is not what he needs to start his NFL career.
1: Yeah, and the, you know the thing at this point too. Um, and looking at it just from a team perspective right now, um, if I'm if I'm shot Khan, I'm thinking this man has lost the fans. It it's it's strongly suggested that he's lost the lost the locker room, and he's lost the organization's trust in general. Like this man should not be giving any more chances unless they're just planning on using him as a scapegoat on why the season's bad, which I think at this point you you could say that just let him go. Right. Stop the damage at you know, now.
0: Well, and what happens if they do let him go and who, you know, whoever they hire or interim head coach or whatever comes in and wins a game, then it's like, ah, see, you know, and just the X's and O's of football, though, we've said it before that the jump from college to the NFL is not just because you were a great coach in college does not mean you're going to translate be a great coach in the NFL. I mean, it's yeah. rare. It's
1: rare that it happens, actually. And, uh, you know, I think we've had a lot of exceptions lately because you we've had like uh, Cliff Kingsbury and uh, Sean McVay come up and have a decent amount of success. but. You know, their success, well, Cliff Kingsbury, for example, his success didn't come right away. It took him a while, but.
0: Yeah, but you could always feel that something was building with Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, And and you don't get that sense at all with Urban Meyer and the Jags. You know, this just feels like dead end after dead end after dead end. I mean, I, I watched a little bit of that Thursday night game last week between the Jags and the Bengals, and they would the cameras would cut over to Urban on the sideline every now and then. And the dude looked like a deer in headlights, man. He didn't know mm-hmm. what he was. He's in, he's in over his head in the NFL. He didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know, you know, at all how to coach that team. And I mean, it's shown, it's shown not only in the four losses, but in the way the Jags have suffered those four losses. And you do feel bad for guys like um, Trevor Lawrence and uh, fellow rookie Travis Etienne. you know, guys who are just starting, mm-hmm what should hopefully be successful NFL careers and they have to deal with this joker as their first coach. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the guy. You can probably hear it in my voice, um, but I don't know. Uh, just get, get rid of him. Jacksonville. There, there there has to be better options out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if you watch the highlights from that game, like it's pretty clear that <laughs> You know, it, it it was a close game, but I think the score is not accurate an accurate representation of the of of how that game was going. Mm-hmm. I I the Bengals don't exactly have the greatest coach, I will say, but I still feel like he was he was coaching
0: circles around Urban Meyer. But here's the thing, too, right now. Well, yes, and the Bengals are whatever we think of Zach Taylor as a coach. They are three and one right now. And obviously it's a little more than just the coach that got him to three and one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, heck the Bengals look like a super bowl contender against Jacksonville as most teams who have played them this year have. Uh, I said it before, man, I don't think he makes it the whole season. I'm doubling down on that take now. After I don't all even know this. if he
1: makes it past this week.
0: <laughs> Yikes. He might not, he might not make it through October. That's for sure, and I wouldn't be shocked. And Listeners out there, take it from Justin and I. You shouldn't be either. This guy is a clown.
1: Yeah. Man, I do like watching Joe Joe Burrow sling the rock, though. That is fun. It's amazing what happens when the kid's upright and healthy, huh?
0: Yeah. He looked good, and you know who else looked good? I know we have to talk about this a little bit, too. Your boys. They They got the win in the big old hyped game. Brady yeah. came back and did it. And it's like you texted me right at the end of that game. How fitting, how fitting it ended the way it ended.
1: Yeah. With, with the loss off of the Nick Fulk kick. Oh, it's so poetic. <laughs> and the universe
0: comes full circle sometimes in moments like that. I will say though, the Patriots put up more of a fight than I thought they would, man. Mac Jones. I take back some of the things I said last week about him Gonna have all that pressure on him and like not being able to perform in that
1: game. He looked good. He did look good. Um, I will say, I think Belichick really got them straightened out for that game. Um hey. my biggest takeaway from the game is what is Belichick's son doing? Oh the <laughs> I'm the assuming he's the,
0: the blah, blah, blah. that man, I don't know, man when you have bill as a dad i i don't know (laughs) what's he doing with his mouth i I, that was wild for anyone who doesn't know just look it up right now Bell, what's his son's name i don't even remember his son's name
1: oh it's something like steve i think
0: yes steve sounds right just look up steve belichick and it will be one of the first things that comes up right now i promise you uh yeah that was wild
1: uh i will oh yeah steve and brian are his sons uh steve though is the one that was
0: the d coordinator or the d one of the defensive coaches yeah uh dude was making some funny faces on the sideline um for sure but just as far as that game goes yeah the patriots came to play i mean they knew the importance of that game brady knew the importance of that game um, you did have kind of the neat off the field moments before and afterwards with Brady and yeah. Robert Kraft, and then Brady and Belichick supposedly talking to each other for a while after the game in the Bucks locker room. Um, you know, it, it goes to show that I think maybe a lot of the, uh, the animosity that's portrayed between those two is fabricated, or at least a lot of it is, you know, I think the media wants you to think that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think it's nearly as bad as, we make it out to be sometimes. I think there's still maybe some tension there. There was some tension there, but uh, it was a good game. It lived up to the hype. I watched all of it for the most part. I missed the last little bit, which you know clearly was not the part I should have missed. Uh, but even if Nick Folk had made that field goal, you have to believe that even with 47 seconds left or whatever it would have been, that would have still been enough time for Tom Brady to do something.
1: Yeah, uh, it was definitely in that uh, Tom Brady makes an amazing comeback. And, I mean, what a story
0: Um, it would have been the other way, though, if he didn't, and it was Mac Jones who led them down to the comeback over the dude whose job he he took over. I mean, that would have been – no matter how that game ended, there was going to be crazy storylines. I'm happy it was a closer game then I initially thought it'd be maybe you're not so happy with that or at least watching it. It might've been a little more stressful for you, but.
1: Yeah. it Yeah. It was a little stressful, but. Uh...
0: Hey, and Richard Sherman, man, he looks not, he doesn't look too bad in uh in Buccaneers colors. I gotta say. Yeah.
1: He was looking, he looked pretty good. Um, I didn't know. Not too
0: bad. I didn't know he'd be wearing number six though. Like I know they have the new Jersey number rules this year in the NFL uh, but mm. that was weird to me. I'm not used to seeing Sherman in anything other than 25 uh, that I didn't like that, but I, he looked pretty good in bucks in the bucks colors. I will say I miss him in Seattle, of course, but uh, I, I'm happy uh, that he, he ended up somewhere like Tampa Bay where he'll be successful. I think.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it'll be a nice little love letter for the end of his career.
0: That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I'm hoping so too. I'm hoping so too. And then, uh, Hey, for once, we're both happy on the same week because my boys actually won a game too. Don't know how they did it. Seahawks beat the 49 or so let's go boys.
1: Yeah, that was a little touch and go there, yeah, especially at the beginning, man.
0: Uh, we got to shore up that offensive line a little bit because Thursday night Seahawks and Rams, and I am terrified. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I will say um, it sh- the way you guys looked that first half, you guys did not deserve to win that game. I'm sorry. but
0: No, don't be sorry. I, uh, I'm i right there with you. In fact, the 49ers, if they hadn't done some dumb things uh, in secession there and given us two scores basically back-to-back, we probably wouldn't have won that game. So I'll take it. Uh, we're going to need all the help we can get this year in the very stacked NFC West, as we've talked about. Cardinals are the only undefeated teams or undefeated team, I should say, in the NFL now that the Raiders lost on Monday night. Uh, Scared of the Cardinals, scared of the Rams, still not out of the woods yet with the 49ers, even though we beat them once on the road. I I don't know. Um, This is not a Seahawks episode, so I'm not going to go off about (laughs) it. But uh, yes, we need all the help we can get. I will sum it up with that.
1: Yeah. Yep. 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 It's been a Interesting weekend of
0: football, that's for sure. That is for sure. I'm happy that I'm going to have some baseball playoffs now to take my mind off the stress of being a Seahawks fan at the moment. I was making the joke with you the other day when we were talking, actually. uh, It's rare that I had a football Sunday where I was actually more interested in and optimistic about what the Mariners were going to do than the Seahawks were going to (laughs) do.
1: Yeah, you talked about the the Seahawks needing a little bit of Mariner magic. Hey, man. you know what? I bet the Seahawks used that Mariner magic, and that's why the Mariners didn't win. It's it's the Seahawks' fault. Damn it. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: I wouldn't be The, the law of Seattle sports says only one can truly be good. And really, if we're looking at the numbers right now, it's not going to be the Seahawks this year either, man. The Seattle Sounders are tearing it up in the MLS. Number one seed in the West right now have been most of the year. So that's where all of the Seattle sports magic has gone. Or maybe, maybe the Kraken will come onto the scene here in about a week when they start playing, and they're gonna suck all of the magic into them and go win the Stanley
1: Cup. <laughs> yeah, dude, Kraken are coming. They are coming, and are coming.
0: I'm excited. We're like a week away. It's a week away from tonight, actually Tuesday night. It's gonna be uh, the first game in Vegas. I'm I'm ex- I'm so excited. Uh, we have ranted and raved about the Kraken uh much on this show up to this point and we are almost here regular season hockey in seattle is almost here and i can't wait
1: it'll be exciting it'll be exciting
0: it will all right let's get to shout outs and call outs if uh if you've got call outs this week
1: i feel like our call out has already been said the 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 call out that got a
0: whole segment on this episode yeah exactly
1: (laughs) And then my shout out simple this week. I'm shouting out the Mariners. They had a a hell of a good season and I'm really proud of them. All
0: right. All right. That's a good one. Uh, You know, since you did it, I don't feel like I need to now, although of course, shouts out to the Mariners. My shout out is going to go to uh, Devin King. He is a defensive back for UC Davis football. Uh, UC Davis, of course, an FCS team that plays it here in the big sky conference with uh, with our boys montana state actually uc davis is having a heck of a season so far they're five and zero. but i am not shouting out mr king for anything he did on the field uh, i'm actually shouting him out for something he did off the field after uc davis's game on saturday night they got a win a close win over idaho uh Devin king was seen on his way off the field uh he also made the game winning interception in that game too i should point out but Uh, what he did post game was really cool. He helped the UC Davis trainers and equipment guys push their equipment cart up the ramp back into the locker rooms. Uh, And you don't normally see the players actually giving out a hand to the equipment guys like that. And it was just a really cool picture. It was nothing huge, but it was a gesture that I'm sure meant a lot to the staff of that team. So uh, something like that is always going to get my shout out. So shout out this week, Devin King of UC Davis. And like you said, we took care of the call outs. Uh, this is usually where we're going. Our last minute ramblers, or last minute thoughts here. Uh, spitball, anything you got at me right now, sports wise.
1: Um, I won my first, uh, fantasy game in our league. You did. Um, uh, con- n- congratulations. You did. You
0: won our, uh, you won your first game this year. Hey, one in three. It's not a great start, but you're not out of it yet. I've got to say I'm four and oh, so I'm feeling pretty good, but.
1: No, I'm shocked. You yeah, know, you're feeling good.
0: I'll let, I'll let you know, though, in my work league and in my league with my uh, my coworkers, 0-3, man. And I only say 0-3 because we have an odd number of teams, and so it means everyone's going to get a bye week as we go through, which is kind of weird. And I had the bye week this last week, so I couldn't have lost. Um, but this week I'm playing a coworker of mine who's 3-0, and and I'm not looking forward to it because I actually have money riding on it in that league.
1: Yeah. My work league. I am uh, two and one, I think. No, okay. three and one. Sorry. Hey, there you go.
0: There you go. It's, it's, you know, just what we were talking about with Seattle sports. Well, if one team's going to be good, it means someone else has to suffer. That's how it is with fantasy. When you have multiple leagues, I think you can only be good in one of them.
1: Yeah. Legally.
0: <laughs> legally for the leagues. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fantasy, uh fantasy's going strong. Gotta say, happy with Justin Herbert. How about the Chargers the other night? Yeah, they're looking good. They are looking good. Uh Herbie Sherby, he- year two, man. I haven't seen that sophomore slump yet. Uh so- no,
1: he's been looking good. I I have him in my work league. Um yeah, I'm I'm liking what he's doing. Chargers have looked pretty okay. Sitting atop of the AFC West right now which is kind of wild to say.
0: Uh, Don't know if it'll stay that way, but currently they are number one with that win over the Raiders. So I always like to see the Chargers do well, very snake bitten franchise. I always find myself rooting for them. Uh, But yeah, man, we're going to wrap up the show the same way we started it. I think I'm just thinking again about relegation. We need to start sending some of these teams down, uh, start sending some new blood up into the system. Uh, I would love to see. Uh, just thinking of the Chargers in San Diego, another place that lost their football team. Uh, mm-hmm. We could we could send somebody up. You know, they could they could take the uh, one of the XFL teams. I think. Yeah, I, I'm for it, man. Relegation, the expansion buddies are for it. Uh, any league, any sport here in America, let's do it. Let's make it happen. We'll we'll get on the phone with the right people and get it going.
1: Get it going. Yeah, we, we are the ones that'll get it going. All right. Hey, if
0: it ever happens, even if it's decades from now, uh, you'll know that it was us that started it.
1: Yep. Yep. True, true, true.
0: Someone found this episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast and listened to it. Someone with some sway. And they said, hey, you know what? These two kids, they know what they're talking about. Why have we not done this before? And then boom. You know, we're a very influential podcast.
1: True, we are. We are uh, listened to by you guys at home. Whether you find us on Google, Spotify, the can on the string, we're so glad that you listen to us and join us every week for our sports uh, talking and or rambling.
0: Our sports manifestos.
1: And without further ado, I've been Justed.
0: I've been Jared. And never forget. Party like it's 1976.